This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. No news is big news in new top 500 list this week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to a special SC21 edition of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell, joined by Tiffany Trader and Oliver Peckham. We're sitting outside the room where we've just had the media briefing on the Gordon Bell finalists and the new top 500 list, where really at the top of the list, there wasn't that much new, Tiffany. That's right. Hey, Addison. We're all, we're all here in St. Louis. Um, the, the top line items here are that there's, there's not a new exascale machine on this list, as um, there was speculation there might be. In fact, Jack Dungaro, who's one of the list authors, actually said we were hoping to have the first exascale system on the list, but that didn't happen. They're going to get more into that in the uh, Top 500 boff tomorrow night, and I'm sure we'll, we'll have more on that in the, uh, the, you know, some of the next shows that we do. Um, but the, the, and then the next headline, the next top line is that Fugaku, you know, is still on top since nobody knocked it off its spot. And then we have a new system, Polaris, in at number 12 on the list. And, you know, that's a system that we've written a lot about and talked a lot about, that new system at uh, Argon Labs with AMD CPUs and NVIDIA GPUs. That's that test bed, right? Uh, it's, this, it's the bridge system to get right, them over right. to, uh, to Aurora. And that's not the only system, new system in the top 15. In fact, there was one that snuck into the top 10. That's right. Yeah, there was a new system in the top 10. Uh, it's Voyager. Uh, and Voyager is a Microsoft Azure system. It uses um, AMD Epic CPUs and uh, it you know, was, was stood up by Azure. And then there's also um, three more systems within the, uh, within the top 15 of the list. One of which is Polaris at number 12. There's the SC21 machine at number 11. That's from Samsung. And also at number 14, CEA has a new system by Atos. That one interests me in that Atos gets a win with their Bull Extreme Interconnect, BXI. That interests me as being a kind of a parallel to the HPE Cray slingshot. And we want to see uh, whether Atos gets a lot of momentum at, with that. It was also noted that all of those new systems in the top 50 from 10 to 14, 10, 11, 12, and 14 are uh, all based on AMD processors. Yeah, AMD is really racking up the wins. There was a new system announcement from HPE this morning uh, for their new Ad Astra system based in France with uh, Gensi and Cineas. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing either of those right, but the, this new French national system is uh, replacing an Atto system called Oxygen and Oxygen was running on Intel hardware, and now it's getting replaced by this HPE uh, system with AMD hardware inside, including the new uh, MI250Xs. We've got a row of, of additional new systems as well. In fact, four systems out of Russia in spots 19, 36, 40, and 43. Uh, two of these, 19 and, and uh, 19 and 36, we have, oh, why did I take this one? Chervon. Addison, you did this one real good the other you day. Have to you show give it, it a go. Me. All right. Tyronenkis. There we go. And the other one is Galushkin. That was a little easier, uh, maybe. And um, these were made by IPA, IPE, NVIDIA, and Tyan. I'm sure some of those acting as a, as a system integrator. You know, and at this point, I, I've. Uh, 
not quite sure who IPE is yet, but I'm working on finding out more about that company. And they built these for the Russian internet company Yandex. It's a hyperscaler. These are some more, more AMD wins, uh, actually. AMD Rome Epic processors paired with some NVIDIA A100 uh, GPUs and InfiniBit networking. Then uh, there's two more of these uh, Russian systems as well. There's another one built for Yandex. This one's Lyaponov. And that's in 40th, and there we go, AMD, another, another AMD system. And then the, uh, the, the last one is um, another system coming in at a number 43. Uh, it's a cloud-based cloud system for the, the ShareBank group in Russia. Yeah, I'm not a big fan with, with regard to Yandex. Yandex in itself is fine. It's a hyperscaler, but I don't love this trend of hyperscale infrastructure winding up on the top 500 list just because there's so much of it. Now, there's always been a trend toward business processing systems that don't necessarily have HPC applications at their core, able to run Linpack and moving onto the list. That's been throughout the history of the list. But hyperscale, if that really gets going, could dominate the list and really warp it to where uh, again, it starts losing some of its uh, relevance for, for HPC. So we do have to keep our eye on that trend going forward. Nevertheless, uh, more interesting wins in, in seeing Russia get into the game. You know, that, that last Russia system I, I said was, was, that, was all, another AMD system. So AMD, we've seen, continue to improving their top 500 positioning, um, now powering, like we said, four, uh, four of, in the, powering four of the top 10 machines and then all four of the new top uh, 15 machines. Um, and then across the list, there are a total of 73 systems, and that is uh, up about 14, 15% since the last list. And um, I think it's like three times as many systems as they had on the list a year ago. Uh, Intel, for um, a counterpoint on that, uh, Intel still has uh, about 81.5% share of the systems, and that's down from 86 point, a little, 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 just down just a little bit from 86.4% from, uh, six months ago. One last note on those hyperscale systems is I do think those are likely being used for uh, machine learning training, uh, which does go on a lot in hyperscale. And that's just due to the use of the, the processors they're selecting, the high bandwidth and FiniBand interconnect that goes along with them. It doesn't look like that's just their general cloud infrastructure. There's probably some special purpose to that there. One of the other things that caught my attention on the list was uh, the return of a company named Pezzi. Oh, Pezzi's back. <laughs> Pezzi is back, yes. And they'd gone quiet, let's say, for a little while. There was some, some they were embroiled in some, uh, some fraud charges uh, from back in 2017, 2018. So we're seeing them back on this now. I always really loved their name, right? Pezzi, that's Peta, Exa, Zeta, Yada. So what, what a fantastic name. So it would have been a shame not to, uh, not to see a return from them. So yeah, they're back with a, let's see, number 435 system on the list. Uh, 1.68. So I thought that that was that was kind of an interesting. Thing. Is that in Japan? Yeah, that's that's in Japan. Yes, and and it's uh, it's their Pezzi SC3 proprietary many core chips somehow connected to the AMD 64 once again uh, AMD 64 core Epic Rome processor. I'm not quite sure what what that architecture looks like, but uh, they're on the show floor here, so I, I'm, we're going to go talk to them. 
AMD eating it up on the top 500 list. All right, we've talked about what is on the list. Let's spend a few minutes talking about what's not on the list, starting with the Frontier supercomputer, which we'd been thinking had a shot for a while throughout the year that it would make it onto the list. We know that installation is in progress, but no Frontier. And then beyond that, we've got these long, these now rumored, but it seems like it's a lot more than a rumor now. We're getting confirmation from a lot of different places of two different Chinese exascale supercomputers uh, that are out there, but not submitted to the list. Yeah, you know, given the situation with COVID and the supply chain shortages, I think co- I think that the Frontier system probably came very close to making it. And, you know, maybe they would have made it if not for those challenges. And then we also hear that at um, a about Argonne National Lab that they are pre- preparing to take delivery of um, Aurora, so uh, you know they're they're working on that there. Then now <laughs> over to those over to those uh, Chinese systems. So we we have it on good authority that there are two new exascale systems in China, both around 1.3 petaflops Olympac, and then one of these, the the new Sunway machine, is actually in Qingdao in the Shandong province. Um, that's that seaside port. And it makes sense because the name the name of the system is Ocean Light, and they're going to use it for maritime research. And that's actually something that I wrote about f- four years ago. They were they were talking about doing that, uh, and, and and apparently you know it has um, now come to fruition. The other one is the new Tianhe system in Tianjin. Um, so that's what we know about that so far. We heard that we might we may find out more about those systems and what China's plans are here at the show. But you know, one of the interesting things about that is they, they there's also those two other systems that we've been talking about, Addison, that you know we have pretty good authority um, that are in operation. That's the pre pre exascale systems we learned about a couple years ago. So that's four systems that would give them the, the top four systems, and that's in addition to the two systems they have. So you know, potentially, you know, if those systems were on the list, you're looking at. You know, they would potentially have six six out of the ten, but they they for, for their own reasons they chose to to not you know to not put those on the list. Yeah, I was talking to Dan Olds, our chief research officer, about this very thing just the other day, and you know the easiest way to learn about China is to go to China, and unfortunately that just hasn't been our reality the last two years. So we're looking forward to going there and a visit when we can and learning what we can about these systems. You're right, there are going to be more details about these revealed. Jack Dengara during the media Q&A was asked directly whether we had seen he had seen um, Linpack results for these new systems to which he replied no comment uh, but Mark Parsons also from the top 500 committee said that anyone who's interested in learning more about these architectures could learn quite a bit especially about the Sunway system by re- uh, reading the Gordon Bell finalist papers uh, some of which use these systems and describe the architecture in some detail. And there's discussion that using the Gordon Bell systems is a is a, a better, more realistic uh, metric or yardstick than the than the top 500, and you know that that could be potentially um, the way that China is thinking about things because they are very active in this Gordon Bell round. It's kind of like measuring a movie studio by the number of Oscars it gets versus the box office. Yeah, interesting viewpoint. A lot of interesting discussion on the top 500 list. Uh, Before we move on, the green 500 also came out, Oliver. Yeah, and once again, we have uh, preferred networks from Japan uh, delivering the MN3 as the top pick there. Um, But it hasn't stayed static. It has actually increased. Uh, So back in June, uh, it placed first with the uh, pretty impressive 29.7 gigaflops per watt. Um, Now it is up to 39.38 
uh, pretty enormous uh, improvement there, and it also moved itself up the list on the top 500 as well, going from uh, 337 to 302. And do you remember what Wu Fang said, the Green 500 author, what he said in the briefing? I think I believe he said that with that metric, you could get to Exascale within 25 megawatts. Wow. And then there's a second, there's a number, we'll go into the number two system. There's The number two system's pretty impressive too. It's from HPE. It's a new uh, SSC-21 scalable module. It's the smaller companion system to another system that they got up, up higher up on the list. That's the one that went into that industry site, so it went into Samsung. Um, this isn't the this isn't that one, but it's the smaller companion one. This one took second place on the Green 500 with 33.98 gigafops per watt energy efficiency. Also very good, and that's an Apollo 6500 Gen Plus system with uh, Epic um, AMD Epic ROM CPUs, NVIDIA A100 80 gig GPUs, and it's 291 in the top 500, and it delivers 2.27 uh, Limpack petaflops. Okay, here we are in St. Louis for SC21. The show has not officially opened yet. That'll come with the gala opening tonight. We're also looking forward to the opening plenary uh, talk that's later today. And, uh, and for those wondering, one other announcement from the media session this afternoon. We are over 3,000 in-person attendees. They gave the number 3,085 in-person attendees as of now. That number could only go up. So, of course, there's a strong virtual presence as well, but uh, we're going to keep trying to track things here in person as well. Oliver, Tiffany, thanks for joining me on the podcast after the media session, and thanks to you for tuning in. We'll have more from SC21 soon. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.